I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too. Or as I got told today by my auntie, I think in this in this in-between period you see season's greetings. Oh, you know what? She's got a point. Yeah. Season's greetings, Scarlett. <laughs> season's greetings. Feliz uh, Dad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how you um, doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm I'm knackered, but I'm also like in a good mood now better yeah. than I was like an hour and a half ago. oh good good um yeah how are you how's your week been I'm good I feel like really full from food wine um and family time like auntie life feel very full to the brim of cuddles but yeah but like I'm also I actually have survived today better than I thought so I don't know how everyone's Christmases were. I know that like we had a few, like really sorry if your Christmas wasn't as you planned, that kind mm-hmm. of a vibe. But when the babies are around, so I've got two nephews for context, when they're around, it's like, it's obviously full on. I'm there. Yeah. I want to hang out with them. And then I'm also helping with like serving dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then at the day after they leave, I'm like, well, what do I normally do? <laughs> what is this yeah. day? Cause like, I'm not working right now. Like this, mm-hmm. I've got these days off. And then it's like that awkward feeling of often being lazy is only nice when you have the option of turning down plans, but when you kind of don't have plans oh, okay. and all there is, is to be lazy. I kind of hate it. Like oh, it's God. one thing where it's the weekend. You're like, I actually chose not to make plans because I wanted a lazy day. Mm-hmm. But right now it's like those awkward lazy days where like, I actually just don't think I want to sit and watch telly all day. Yeah. So, oh. uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in that zone. Yeah, I see. I see. Like I, um, I spent Christmas with my nephew and we spent a lot of, t- he basically got this whole collection of Pokemon cards because yeah you got like, come back round wow yeah, yeah big time he got like a hundred cards and um wow and they all had like these like tins for him to put them in and like put his collections in like separate tins and that's whatnot. adorable and so we were like going through them and we were comparing the cards and he like picked out his favorites and it was like I have never sat down for like two hours going through Pokemon cards like, oh, but his like, his damage is a hundred. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's so much better than this. <laughs> like all the into these Pokemon cards. <laughs> I love that. 
Well, you're clued up on the Pokemon game. Man, I haven't thought about like, geez, that's so weird, isn't it? Like, Mm. that was such a, like, I had Pokemon cards when I was younger. Weird how it all comes back round. does. Yes. So, first off, um, apologies, guys, that this episode's coming out a little bit later because, you know, during the days Christmas, of you know? greetings between Christmas and New Year, it's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it's it? It's a tricky so, one. You don't know if you're coming or going. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be like a, it's going to be like a New Year special. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just, we'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But I guess the idea today is to kind of do similar to what we did last year, but obviously with different twists this year mm-hmm. of like our top moments, trends of the past year and just a little recap, highlights, real, all of the above. Yeah. We're going to be talking about, as you said, the biggest trends, what we were buying, what we were lusting after, mm-hmm. what did we see on our timelines that we couldn't escape from, things like that um and biggest fashion moments so events collaborations things that happened that we probably didn't want to happen but they happened anyway and they were just big fashion moments for the year of 2021 we interrupt this broadcast to remind you follow us on instagram starloversubstancepod shoot us an email starloversubstancepeak at gmail.com find us on youtube find us on twitter we've got all the links on our instagram you know what to do i have a list of our biggest trends do you want to start with that yeah. You can slate them or you can love them. Slate them or rate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a big one that we've actually spoken about um, that we both have strong feelings for, and that was the full-on return of Y2K fashion. Mm-hmm. This was, it took the Gen Z by storm. And it was weird because normally when we talk about like quote unquote vin- when we talk about adopting the style of a of another generation it tends to be like far more vintage far more in the past it's like i remember us growing up um that rockabilly style kind of came in for a bit and that harkened back to like the 50s when mm-hmm. our parents were either very young or were just born yeah like that's that was a throwback like a good 60 years ago do you know what I mean Y2K however is literally Gen Z imitating us in our yes. childhood yeah but better yeah with a bit more like streamline a bit more I don't know it feels like a, a bit like it's a bit less embarrassing what they're doing it is but I wonder if it's because now we think it's in the name of fashion. Mm. And I kind of feel like when we did it, it wasn't in the name of fashion. But it obviously was. I don't know, because I think you're right in that. It's way more, po- it feels more polished this time yeah, around. Yeah, it's more elevated, isn't it? Yeah. It definitely is. 
but having said that it hasn't but you know what like is that because is that because imagery is better like I don't know if it is that because if we looked back on us wearing it it's a grainy photo um well, I think and not that grainy by the way we're not that old we had color photos in our day um, <laughs> but no i genuinely think that 16 year olds nowadays have such a better understanding of like visual arts yes. photography um imagery finding their art light. of makeup lighting mm. angle putting things that's together. the thing yeah like when we were dressed like this for sure myself i wasn't wearing makeup i don't think you would have been no and like, if, if it was, it was like mascara and that was it. Like, oh, yeah. done. Oh, like, oh, it would have been like a slight bit of that, like, Maybelline mousse foundation or like. Three matte mousse. And I'm like probably covering up half my eyebrows and then a, maybe a bit of mascara, like brown mascara. Yeah. Yeah. And eyeliner was all the way around your eye as well. Like all the way around. Like, and it, was, it wasn't liquid. It was like a pencil. It was the cold pencil. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, also, I think that they have the luxury of, we're not that old. Perfecting our mistakes. (laughs) We're not that old, but it's also like us in our teenage years, we weren't buying clothes online. No. Whereas now you can go online, you can price compare, you can see where to get these. And you can see like style ideas, right? The Mm. only style ideas we had was like the outfits that Etam or Tammy oh God. or like New Look, whatever window yeah. window displays or like shop displays. Or magazines. Yeah. But whereas now online, you could mm-hmm. see someone put like a cream jumper and like it doesn't have to be like a, a whole shop thing. It could be like, oh, those are green trousers and that's a cream jumper. Well, I've already got a cream jumper, so I'd really like some green, like, you can think of it in a bit more, I guess, of like a. It's far more deliberate. Yeah, I think us growing up, it was like I'm just going to put things yeah, together clunky. that I own. Yeah, that I just happen to own, and I'm just yeah. going to try and make it work, and I'm going to think it's cool. And <laughs> yeah, and, and I think also that there was um, a far lower level of scrutiny when it came to oh. dressing and clothing when we were younger. Mm, like, yeah, no judgment whatsoever. <laughs> Oh, we were just oblivious of it. We, were, we just all thought we looked cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're just trying our best and we're just making it work and that was it. <laughs> yeah, um, what a moment. Yeah, so Y2K fashion mm-hmm. really came strong this year. Um, mixed emotions about that. But next one, obviously, second year running, it was a big year for face masks. Yeah. Um, I think some brands, um, like yourself, you have one, a Saint Laurent one. You, yeah. Some brands kind of came out with fancier, nicer looking versions, whether you were buying like handmade cute ones off Etsy or designer brands like um, like all of them under the mm. sun. I think Azure Provocateur came out with one that I really wanted to get and I, I missed my chance. But, you know, it was more of like a fashion look, yeah. isn't it? For sure. And I definitely, I mean, I, like I first bought just like block color ones and I would definitely try and like slightly match it to my look. Ooh. Like if possible, like I wasn't going like out, out, and out of my way, but say, I don't know if it, ma- if I could make it coordinate, I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I respect that. And yeah, I definitely, I mean, I got like, yeah, a Saint Laurent one that was like, it's sort of silky inside. So it protects your face like a little bit better. 
And I kind of like got it when I was like, let's be honest, they're going to be here for a little while. Mm-hmm. So why not have something that like I want to wear that looks after my face, mm-hmm. like all of that kind of a thing. And actually, I know that like, you know, the people that make silk pillowcases or silk hair ties, they'd mm-hmm. be making them too. Yeah. Um, again, as like a, pr- a face protector. And I know loads of celebrities have worn that, but like it can like it's another thing to accessorize, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And also kind of does a bit of like um of not being a disposable thing, I guess. Yeah. I got one as well that was like a, a Liberty fabric one from Etsy that someone had made into oh. face masks. Um but yeah, like it's an, it is another accessory that we mm-hmm. we didn't know we wanted. <laughs> well, we don't we, we don't, don't want, want <laughs> we don't want them. But, but yeah, I, I I agree. I think that especially with the silk on the inside, mm. I think that, that was a good move because in 2020, lots of people were discovering that wearing like the heavier masks was mask giving them acne, acne or irritation yeah. and things. And um, and also the silky ones can be really nice, mm. like just looks wise. Yeah. So, yeah. Face masks. We're here for another year. Um, also, the Prada re-edition bags, you know, the nylon mm-hmm. little bags. I've got have- one of those somewhere. Oh, well. I've just thought about it. I'm in trend. Uh <laughs> Yours is the re-edition. Yours is the, the mine's first. an original. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I I got oh, where is that? So yeah, if you don't know what the re Prada re-edition oh, is, God, Prada's known so for that. It's so trendy nine. in January. <laughs> you need to find it. It's those <laughs> nylon kind of crossbody bags. And they came out with these additional like pouches and zip pockets that mm, were attached like that. A bit like build a bag, like the Louis yeah. Vuitton's done it. Like I mean, everyone. Yeah, a lot of brands jumped on that way. Almost like you could build it up to look a bit cargo-y or like for your needs. Yeah, yeah. So that was a big one, mm. and then it came out with the crystal version. Yeah, I, I remember seeing just a lot of people going crazy for them. Mm. I've seen a few people opening those as Christmas presents. <laughs> I mean, not people I know, but yeah, online. Yeah. Isn't it weird that we do that? What show present? They're actually one of my favourite videos to watch on YouTube is what people get for like their birthday or Christmas. Like people who are people who are like, I've got a bit of money. It's like they're getting nice stuff. You're like, oh, really? Like, I love videos like that. Don't you um, watch the ones where, you know, they're a bit rich and you watch them open their gifts and you're like, wow people are really out here buying like mm. Louis Vuitton for other people. Yeah. Like Hermes scarves for other yeah. people. Yeah. And the thing is with a present is you don't know if the other person's even going to like it. So to spend like a few, a couple grand on a gift, risky. Cause you know, those brands have that's a big, that's big money, isn't it? Uh, that, you just throw uh, your money around. You just, yeah. <laughs> You're a baller at that point, aren't you? Yeah, because the returns policy at these places isn't that great. I don't think I'd ever want to return something at one of those stores. I don't think it's you hard can. enough as Zara. Honestly, I don't think. I think you probably have like a week. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I think it's like you come in for a an exchange only. 
<laughs> I don't know. We that's haven't had today. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> so um, Prada Edition was another one. Then we have, um, this was a jewellery trend that kind of I did not see coming. And it was necklaces and bracelets, which were quite kiddish. So they were quite brightly coloured and they were like these little plastic charms mm. on them. And sometimes it would spell out a message like, happiness is great. Yeah. Or like, it was really, again, it was what you used to wear when you were like. When you were a kid. Five. And it's and like they- all you'd make at mm. like the childminders or like at nursery. Yeah, yeah it'd be like mummy or like happy. And they've like became very much like a like um not not even motivational or like but that kind of cutesy yeah just cutesy but an attention you know where it'd be like health or wealth or like survive or like these like (laughs) messages of like what you aspire to like around like stacking up but yeah then like kid kitschy plastic rings and yeah, yeah all of that stuff yeah if only, I mean, so what? We're meant to hang on to everything we own in case it comes back around. Well, <laughs> the no. amount of plastic rings I used to have as a kid. I loved the plastic rings when they came out. Yeah. Um, oh, La Manso was the mm. big brand for plastic rings. But the bracelets, and I thought they were cheeky. The prices were so cheeky because if you'd gone down to Sainsbury's and picked up those kiddie magazines yeah. and like opened the free gift, you could you could make your own. Or Absolutely. go down to the yeah, works. Completely. They sell, they sell the string and they sell the charms and you could yeah. make your own. Some of these brands were charging hundreds yeah, of pounds crazy money. for like... I don't know for like stars. a five pound craft <laughs> yeah and people were buying it more fool us mm, more fool us <laughs> or them well yeah um another one we've got Bottega Veneta green the color and Bottega Veneta mini Jody bags you know the ones that look like a a knot yeah and they're like little dumplings with a knot on the strap what was your view on that the Bottega green is like so recognizable now. Mm. Like it's it's that kind of a thing where if like you're not sure if it's a Bottega bag, you kind of think it like you know it is if it comes in that green. Um yeah. like if you do, if you didn't recognize the design, mm-hmm. um, I'm less bothered by the dumpling bags, if I'm honest. Um but I really like the Bottega like. I think it's great for that. Like we need more color. Like as someone who is pretty safe at times, I think what a cool thing for your like main color Mm. to be a vivid green. It's not even khaki. It's not neutral. It is vivid green, but Mm -hmm. we all know it now. And I just think that's really iconic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And just, yeah, like it's recognizable. It's like, isn't like Hermes is like a, like an Hermes yellow? It's an orange. Like an orange, yeah, the orangey yeah. colour. Mm. And it's just that thing of like, you know it when you see it. Yeah. Um, a bit like the Harrods green, you kind of know that, I just yeah. think. You yeah, know. A, lot of, a lot of these brands um, are on the side of black, black and white. Yeah. Um, and this green colour, it's very much like a fashion a fashion guy, a fashion girl. Mm. If you're wearing that bold green, it's like, oh, you're into your, like, you're into your clothes. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds stupid and basic, 
but it's not a colour that people on mass just buy into. Well, I guess it's more, it's, they, they have expensive products, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to pay that much money, most people gravitate towards a black or a neutral, a grey, brown, like grey, tan, like black, white, because that goes with as many things as possible. Mm-hmm. So if you are spending that money, you tend to be like, you either really know your fashion, you're really mm-hmm. edgy, or like, it's it's like a statement to yeah. spend like a couple of grand on a bright green bag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And it's not your, it's not going to be like. Not your first your bag. first. <laughs> this is like your 10th bag in. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can afford to spend like, these bags are like four grand. So mm. like this mushy leather cloud looking bag in vivid green. So yeah, I quite like that color. I think it's great. Um, now, Maureen Sayre, you know, that Parisian designer and she's got those half, those crescent moons and she does a lot of those second skin like long long sleeve kind of sheer t-shirts and leggings and they all come with the crescent moon yeah you'll know it when you see it I think maybe the the name is throwing you off um but yeah that was everywhere and everyone was wearing these like sheer long sleeve t-shirts made by her underneath things yeah um yeah I definitely feel like layering mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is like I mean, I love layering because I can't achieve it, but I feel like layering is becoming like such a a big thing. Yeah. I think if you can layer really well, then you're... You're winning. Then it's a higher level of style. It's a a higher level of style, chic, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an art form if you can do it really well. Yeah. Um, A couple others, my next two. One is, I feel like Mugler really came back into fashion like we saw Mugler more this year and it they've got this new creative director um but I think they've become like a bit more mainstream again like we saw a lot of celebrities in these body suits with these like like I don't know how to describe them but these really well-placed lines and seams and sheer paneling that would kind of sculpt these bodies in these almost cat suits yeah um, for sure cat suits have become a real fashion moment like they'd be worn on red carpets and all that stuff and that for sure is inspired by Mugler who's like always celebrated the, the form of a mm. of the human body yeah um yeah and it's just I think a few greats sort of returned with a bit more of a, of a force Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like I love the way that they interpret the body yeah yeah and I think it's also nice to see that uh, it's not not every day like Gucci Chanel Prada like Louis Vuitton like yeah. there are so many other designers out there that were doing that like are incredible fashion houses like Mugler mm. like a force to be reckoned with absolutely amazing like the the um if you go back through like the history of like Mugler designs and stuff it's like incredible yeah and I think we also saw that with like Scarpelli as well that was big on had a huge moment for runways red carpets lots of celebrities sort of finally discovering Mm -hmm. and discovering them Mm -hmm. which is about time 
Definitely. Um, and my last one is the uh, Fendi first bag. That was a really popular one with the big F. Mm. It kind of took the Bottega clutch. Puffy inspiration. Clutch, took inspiration and slapped a big old gold F on it. Yeah, it's everywhere. Mm. And it's a cool bag. I think it's a clever, a really clever design. But yeah. yeah, again, I've seen a few of those floating around after Christmas um, on yeah. the old gram. Um, yeah, I think also it's it's really hard to create new shapes that take off in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest, most of the bags that we've seen Fendi, Gucci, Prada come back, like have popularity with are old 90s styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They're not new. There's nothing new about them. Maybe they've added a new hardware on, but reality is it is the old monogram. It yeah. is like the old designs. It is mm-hmm. everything like that. So, for us, and granted, it's obviously inspired by the Patek clutch, which is difficult because that's just a clutch that they like. They've kind of unfortunately stolen the market of that a little bit. Mm. But for them to have thought about that and it take off and it work mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah. I think it's now become part of Fendi's like classic main line. Rate. Yeah. I'm so, not surprised. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I wonder how many trends you guys be following of those buying into. Oh, and let us know what you got for Christmas as well. Yeah. I want to know who your fashion moments. Yeah. What you got? Is it on the list that we just. Yes. Railed off or. Yeah. Okay. I have like a few questions to ask you, I guess, a bit about. Before we like move on to maybe like our top moments. Mm -hmm like isolated um what's the favorite thing you've bought this year oh oh I I don't I don't know if I know mine but like have you got something where you're like that was a really big like piece I mean for you it's surely got to be your bag oh my bag I forgot about that (laughs) yeah 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 go on it has to be doesn't it yeah, yeah. it was be. my um graffiti um Balenciaga city bag. It's black and then it's got it's the one with the multicolored graffiti scribbles on them. Yeah, I think that was my my favorite purchase of the year. Gave me a bit of a heart attack when I paid for it, to be honest. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? But then, you know, a day passed and I got my senses together and I love it. So, Amazing. yeah, that's my favourite purchase. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> what What is your favourite purchase of the year? I really don't know. Like, I really don't. Actually, I might say I got an All Saints coat, like a camel coat. And, um, like maybe around this time last year or in a, in a sales at some point. I mean, the sales all the time these days. Um, and I love it. Like it is now like my go-to smart coat. Mm-hmm. It just, I feel like I feel great in it. 
Mm-hmm. And like I just knew as soon as I bought it, and it wasn't like in the season to wear it. Yeah. I just knew like it was expensive. But I was like, I'm really glad I've got this. I'm really happy I own this. Like I'll own this for years now. Mm-hmm. And like I'm really happy with it. So maybe that, because also like wear it like sort of as my go-to smart yeah smart thing see that's the that's the thing like when you um when you buy something that's more expensive than what you would normally buy Mm. then you have a whole new experience with your clothes yeah if you buy something from like h&m all the time then it's going to feel like h&m all the time but when you step out and buy something like from all saints you know for once um then it's going to feel different it's going to look different and you're going to treat it different treat it di- like yeah, it's what yeah, yeah. it's one of the few coats that i have that i hang it up pretty much like well more more on more of like an important thing than others like i hang it up on its hanger i don't mm. put it on the regular coat rack cuz i want it to keep its shape a bit more yeah like it's sort of nice having that i guess um yeah probably that um and what is your like fashion takeaway from this year like what's something that like maybe from the trends whatever like what's your fashion takeaway from this year Hmm. I think that also I've learned I think I've learned from myself this year that I will probably continue to buy more simple designed clothing pieces just like things that fit well that are maybe like tailored or cut in a certain way that I think is flattering to me but relatively simple like dark colors I think that I've worn more black this year than I probably have before or like the years previous um but like I'm gonna maybe focus more on like accessories you know me I'm like a massive accessories person Mm. but I let your accessories do the talking yeah I'm more gonna if I'm gonna spend money it will be in maybe that more only because you get to a certain point maybe it's age or maybe it's just life experience whatever but you're like I think I'm gonna just wear this moving forward forever and there's Mm. certain trends like I don't care about I don't care to buy into um, I want to make my like clothing choices and what I wear easier, like a no brainer for me. Um, I, you know me, I'm like trying to buy less, although I have bought a few bits. I have to tell you this later, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but like slowing down and buying stuff that I think is a bit nicer quality, but I, yeah. it won't like date as quickly. I think like I've had a, like more of a, concerted effort that I'll just like I like wearing black and it serves my purpose and I'm going to continue to buy like black navy brown and like keep it simple and stuff Mm. that's been my biggest learning curve or like fashion epiphany um and from trends from trends I think there were like loads of trends not loads of trends this year, but styles that have really been popularized this year that I think loads of people have been wearing or buying into. And I'm just like, it doesn't suit most people. Can we stop doing this to ourselves? (laughs) 
Um, and again, maybe it's an age thing, but you look at certain styles from like the sidelines and you're like, it's not going to be me. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think sort of my biggest takeaway is, I guess, a bit embracing the kind of split personality of enjoying your like downtime activewear moments mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then like getting dressed up I like I sort of just I'm either all or nothing and I'm always a bit like on there be certain days I'm like oh go on like you should you know get dressed get your makeup on like all of that stuff mm-hmm. and like I think I I feel like my takeaway is enjoy the days of the like activewear athleisure mm-hmm. like trackies as much as you enjoy the days of like not because yeah. both are fine and like both are kind of here to stay yeah 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 for like sure. the mixture's there and I think I soft, so often give myself with working from home I often give myself a hard time of like come on get yourself dressed you know try and make sure you're dressed by this time or whatever but some days like it's harder than others or just you're just like no nah, just not feeling it mm. and just rather than pushing it I think go with it and mm. trend wise I definitely I'd be like I've almost probably had the like reverse of you of like wearing funkier stuff I just definitely want to keep doing that a bit more yeah but I guess also I really like you know when you notice that like core pieces are missing from your wardrobe oh, like yeah. certain things like it might be like oh well, a pair of certain black boots or like like for me it was even like um a cropped like black jumper that I could throw over dresses that I got like at the end of this year I was like how have I lasted this long without it mm-hmm. it just works for so many things like recognizing those things and just making sure I get those like yeah. having those core things that then means if you get those more fashion pieces they can last you way longer because you've got those staples in place to pair with it. Um, yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, just making sure like that core wardrobe is is where I want it to be. Because like realistically, there's been things I've wanted for years, like in the back of my mind, but you almost maybe like buy into more trend stuff. Mm. But like training yourself to like, mm, maybe actually just that really basic thing. Mm-hmm is going to last you way more in like the long run yeah yeah for sure um back to your first kind of realization about appreciating the days when you want to be like glam and dress up and make an effort and realizing that that is just as valid as not wanting to do Mm. that wanting to be far more casual and in leisure wear and stuff I think that over the past few years you can be you can look almost just as expensive or just mm. as put together in that leisure wear as well. There are so many options out there that is like leggings and jumpers and all of that, but made in like really good fabrics mm. that keep really well, that look quite, you can look quite put together. Really you know? put together. Yeah. And still be in like hoodies and just like a big, a big camel coat over the top. And yeah. You know, yeah, and actually, I often feel like my most confident, like, 
if I've looked after my skin, got no makeup on, hair on top of my face, like either, yeah, a nice, like, a like athleisure that doesn't necessarily match but looks nice together or a matching set of trackies. Oh, I love a matching set of everything. <coughs> That's another thing. In and my- you pop out and, like, you might look like, like, and, like, a few years ago, you might be like, why would you ever do that? But actually, like, your face is nice and clean, like, it's moisturised, like, your hair's just, like, slicked yeah. up in a bun. And actually, I could feel just as polished as if I've, like, spent time on my hair, makeup, all of that. Like, I could feel just as, like, yeah. put together. I agree. I agree. Mm. But I love a matching set. I think that's part of my, like, simplification I, I like the matching set monochrome thing. Mm. Um, Lo- yeah, I love a cord, like mm. for like cords and like color blocking. Yeah, love a color block. Mm. Yeah. Delightful. Cool. So one of the biggest fashion moments that we kind of experienced this year was designer brands partnering up with resale markets and resale platforms. So we spoke about this in one of our fashion stories, uh, maybe about a month or so ago. And we had Netta Porte partnering up with a company called Reflaunt to mm-hmm. help their kind of customer base um in a really easy and carefree way kind of repackage their stuff that they already own and sell it in exchange for cash or store credit on the Netaporte website yeah um that example of companies and brands partnering up with resellers it's targeting like a demographic that has more money than time basically mm. like um and I thought that was a that was a great idea and a great partnership. Another um, brand is McQueen partnering up with Vestier Collective, and we've spoken a lot about Vestier, um, but kind of almost a designer brand saying we trust this platform to sell legitimate pieces of ours, um, and maybe we will sell um, sample or. And like um, old season stock through them so that people who can't buy full price can still have access to um, our our designs and whatnot in much the same way that, you know, we we would queue up for hours for a sample sale. We're not yeah. anymore. partnering up with like Vestiaire and the others, the, the, re- hold on, what is it? The, the real, real, that's it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a, an evolution of that. Yeah, for sure. And actually, like, I think these websites, one of the biggest things that has changed when we were younger, eBay was the only kind of resale Mm -hmm. thing that we would have gone to. And now Depop is arguably even bigger Mm -hmm. and there are way more sites. And I think I think people are way more conscious of stuff and actually with even like places like Chanel hitching up their prices, Mm -hmm. the reality is the way I'm probably going to own my first Chanel handbag is via like one of these resale websites. Yeah. 
And so I think that they just have become way more pivotal. And so it's really cool to see them embracing the fact that there's way more scope around yeah. what like what is possible with their sites. Yeah. Um, and that and allows I, you to trust that what you're buying is legit as well. That's an important yeah. thing. Yeah, definitely. Because it can be, it's really hard to know. If you aren't like a master, it's really hard to know whether what you're buying is trustworthy or anything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's the beginning, the beginning of their adventures. Yeah. I think also, um, especially in the past like year, year and a half, where people have maybe maybe been a bit more conscious of their finances. We've been able to save a little bit more because we've been at home more. And and as you said, the um, constant price increases of these luxury goods, I think we're, we're realising that, oh, okay, if I buy this, okay, for example, I buy this Bottega clutch, brand new. Yeah, it's an it bag now. Mm. But most brands and most bags just don't retain their value. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, but you have to be aware of that and buy it, buy it brand new, knowing that in a year's time, it could very easily be like half the price or sell it back for half the price. Mm. Um, And so people are realizing like things like Lady Dior, you know, it's an iconic bag, but still, I mean, it doesn't, retain its values so why don't I just buy mine secondhand and I can get twice as many like it bags or whatever um for significantly less money and only buy bags that I really want brand new or that is better off me buying it brand new because it's the same price either way and no people are just becoming more um aware of luxury and the real value of it yeah, I definitely think so. I think um, it was maybe that grounding we all needed. Yeah, yeah, a bit more down to earth, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what is your, what's one of your biggest fashion moments? So one of mine came at the start of the year is the US inauguration where mm. we saw so many fashion moments, but most importantly, our poet... Amanda, Little Miss face of, is it a Sailorder? Yep. Like those fashion moments are just, were just the start of the year of, I don't know, we need, we needed some fashion candy and it, it did not fail to deliver. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, like reliving, like, I mean, as if that was only last year. Um, but just yeah reliving her bold color look mm-hmm. like um mm-hmm. michelle j-lo all of that stuff we love yeah. it we love it i liked uh lady gaga's look on the day mm. the um big old dove yeah brooch. her pin Garparelli, yeah it was good actually um what would you wear to an inauguration for sure i would color block for sure for sure All one color mm. okay. um I think so anyway I would like to try and be a bit modern I'd probably try and go like a trouser suit don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know okay isn't it it's 
really hard. If you have I asked you this question, but if you were um being knighted, so you became a dame, Ooh. what are you wearing to I'd go be really really classic, really classic. Okay. Probably quite twee. You, okay. Um what am I gonna wear to that? I'd probably wear a frock. <laughs> and when I say a frock, I don't mean like a some frock. Like, like a dress. Yeah, I know. Well, like a smart, a smart dress. It was just like a, a very old. Oh my school. god! I catch myself at the moment. I sound like a nine-year-old woman the way I talk. A frock. <laughs> a frock. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I would wear like a really like classic dress heels combination. How about you? Hmm. I have no idea. Honestly, I think I would have to play it safe. You've got to, got to. Because this is like... It's that's, a big, a, that's a photo that's going to be passed down for generations. Yeah, listen, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I regret my um, my choices of when I graduated. Do you? What I wore. Yeah. So I like my dress. I wore this red dress. It was quite like... Um, is it A-line? Mm-hmm. Like an A-line skirt. You know, like... Came yeah. in at the waist, went out. It was red. It was nice. It fit me. I, I like the dress. But my biggest mistake is that I wore way too many rings on the day. So rookie mistake, honestly. Um, and it meant that when you go for your picture with your hat and your diploma and you're standing there like smiling with both hands on your mm. diploma, you the don't want to like show. Mm. It's too much. <laughs> Mr. T. It was, it's just, a, it's a, one of those fashion looks that I regret. Oh. I thought I was really doing something, but you know, mistakes. Um, so I think I've learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah. You've got to go classic in these moments. And you know what? I kind of love that Amanda sort of went classic, but bold at the same time. Her oh, colour choices yeah. were bold, but mm. actually what she wore mm. were classic shapes. I agree. So, yeah. like, it it was bold, but it was actually quite a like it was safe. I don't know how to describe it, but but that's Prada though. Prada is known mm, for like granny chic. Yeah, it's, it's a it was sophisticated a with a little like va va boom. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought it was a good choice. Loved it. Um, yeah. Lots. So my uh, next fashion moment was um designer collaborations which mm. I felt happened throughout the year yeah especially in summer though yeah. I feel like they were just coming at us from every angle every angle um I, I don't know how you feel about them but I wasn't sure if it was too much For I, sure. I'm sure they made a ton of money from all the collaborations Gucci was doing and I think okay, so I'll give an example of some. We had the North Face, mm-hmm. which is a proper outdoor brand, outdoor activities brand, partnered up with Gucci to make um big old puffer jackets and the Gucci print tents, um, outdoor um outfits that were like covered in florals, like very 70s floral prints. I thought it was cool. I actually quite liked that collaboration. Um, but then we had Fendace, which was Fendi and Versace. And I thought, mm, this is a bit of a joke. No, mm-hmm. the name was terrible. <laughs> um, 
the collaboration came off right off the back of the hill heels of Gucci's centenary so Gucci celebrating 100 years and they did that collaboration with Balenciaga Mm -hmm. and I thought that was a winner I thought that was great but then when like literally the same week Versace and Fendi came out with their collab I thought hold on what's going on here what's your view on designer cap well the collaborations we saw this year what was your view I think the best one was Gucci Times North Face I Mm. got it I understood it it was really clever pairing like unless let us not forget Skims Times (gasps) Fendi. Fendi yes um I thought Gucci Times Balenciaga was actually a bit random like and again like the like was it Fendi and Versace mm-hmm. like you're too similar like you're the same you're the same like the way yeah. North Face and Gucci works because you're not the same price point you're yeah. not the same you That's aren't true. poaching each other's customers mm-hmm. like it's a really interesting collaboration yeah um, the right. others I kind of didn't get I don't get the skims one like um I think collaborations are great there's a time and a place um and yeah I like I much prefer like for sure I would have the the one I would have been most enticed by was the North Face um Gucci one yeah same same I agree and you made a good point that you need both collaborators to come from different worlds Mm, and also it becomes interesting yeah it's a real collaboration isn't it they both bring things completely different yeah what's your next one my next one is i think i'm gonna call her the fashion icon of the year so this was gonna be one of my questions to you of who is it but i feel like yours might be similar um Miss Zendaya. You know what I've written down on my piece of paper? I have every look Zendaya wore in 2021. <laughs> Iconic. She she is the moment. And like, I think obviously we're ending the year just after the Spider-Man films had huge yeah. press tours. So of course she's on like the tip of the tongue because of that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she, we've we sort of discovered after the Spider-Man premieres, that she tailors her look for her films. So she wore a dress that had like a spine back and that is a nod to like one of the nemesises for Spider-Man. She wore like an Alexandra McQueen like outfit that was like web, like Mm -hmm. inspired. Like Mm -hmm. that is amazing. And then for June, she wore those like neutral sand coloured stuff. Yeah, like... I mm. literally love that. She is a walking work of art. She's yeah. the only person who I've ever seen master her like iconic pose, almost being her in mid-movement of like walking. Um, but like she's just so versatile. Incredibly, she, yeah. And like maybe I like her because she actually just seems like a nice person as well, from what I can tell, like really normal down to earth. Um but she just suits so much. Like, I feel like her styling team just really get it. It's fun. It's playful. It's not too serious. She knows the moments to pick to not play about. She knows the moments to take risks. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. like, 
I don't know, just really enjoyed her being, and I think she even won an award for like being the fashion like icon of the year or something like that. Um, but she's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's Couldn't like, she arrived in 2021. Yeah. And what we've spoken about her before and time and time again, what she masters that not many other people really do is everything is a look. The hair goes so well with the dresses, like the draped leather, wet look leather dress with the skin tone, the boutons, the the hair. She always is like different and creative with her hairstyles. She Mm -hmm. doesn't do what's just on trend. Um, Or just how it's cut. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, she's amazing. Last night I was in bed. That's where my TikTok time is. Bedtime, it's TikTok. And I was watching one um, and it was about, uh, I think it was an L article actually. And as many other magazines do at the end of the year, they compile a list of best dress for the year. Mm. And number one was Kendall Jenner. And Right, yeah, right, sure. You know what? It's it's because she's beautiful and tall and skinny. And when you look like Kendall, you can wear a white t-shirt and be like, it looks nice. It's a nice look. Like she looks well put together, but best dressed as a multi-millionaire whose whole job is to just look nice. Mm. Like the bar, it has to be higher, right? Um, she was number one. And I'm pretty sure the girl who was on TikTok talking about this said Zendaya wasn't even featured on the list. Yeah, it was that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were other people who were much lower down the list who you would have thought should have been a lot higher. Like, for example, I'm not a Miley Cyrus fan, but I have to admit this year, her whole like 70s glam rock Yeah, I don't like mullets, but she was working the mullet. And so I think she at least should be above... Kendall. Anyway, not a discussion for another time, but Zendaya, goddess. Little Miss Queen of 2021. Yeah. And I feel like it's just the beginning, you know? I think she's just like finding her fashion strides. And we're mm-hmm. just gonna keep getting these like amazing looks delivered. Like I already can't wait for what she's gonna wear at like the next Met Gala or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I feel like she's now established herself that like she can take those risks. Like look at Rihanna; she turned up in a sleeping bag, and we all like loved it because it's Rihanna. Yeah. Like that's like you know when it's like fashion icon is like I don't need to try anymore. Yeah, and like I feel like Zendaya is almost like got there in a year. Yeah, um, like she could wear something you kind of be like, mm, but it's Zendaya, or like, yeah, oh, yeah. she's doing it because she's cool, or like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just give it. She's doing it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree. What's next up for you? Um, so one has to be House of Gucci film. Mm-hmm. It was big. It was massive. It was really anticipated because um, it's a story about. Well, first off, it's a crazy story. It's like if you like true crime, then it's a, it's a true crime story. Mm. Essentially, it's about greed. It's about murder. It's about family business. But it's about the single biggest fashion brand in the world. Yeah, and it's a story not many people knew as well. Um, and it's not often that you see a film about 
designers really more often correct me if I'm wrong but more often it's like a documentary like I've seen one about Manolo Blahnik and he's in it and he talks about his life and stuff but it's not like a dramatization of events that have happened you know 50 years ago um yeah I went to see the film and I loved it um uh Lady Gaga did really well in it I think I thought she was Mm. perfect for the role um Adam Drive Adam Driver I now understand why everyone swoons over him I get it you know um it was funny but it was dark yeah and like like we've talked about this before Gucci's been like on its like on a slow trajectory down like nothing rapid but and nothing like in a criticizing way Mm-hmm. But they just had such a high sort of like three, four years ago mm-hmm. that they're slowly like, and they keep doing like, you know, the North Face collab. They've been doing the most iconic fashion shows. But mm-hmm. even like, I feel like they're just cementing their name as being just such a like a household name. Um, like for sure in like, in my world, in like I get like, um, exposed to on like a weekly basis mm-hmm. they are like the biggest brand after like Chanel and Hermes yeah, yeah yeah like they have like Dior like I love Dior like I love mm-hmm. Dior but like Gucci is just giving us content like they basically like with Miley Cyrus doing it, like they've got Harry Styles always wearing their clothes. Like I see yeah. Gucci content all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just think like whatever they're doing, whoever is like making sure we're just always getting something Gucci, like is doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. What's your next fashion moment? So my next fashion moment is when... Miss Billie Eilish dyed her hair blonde and it was such a big moment from obviously having that like acid green root and grown like roots look um that was a huge moment I think she like broke the Instagram record of her photo being liked but more she did her Vogue cover Mm. and it was sort of the first time we saw her figure and it was her empowering herself and obviously it got like twisted, but it was a big moment. Her being on the cover, like very corseted, like very like lingerie, very fem- really feminine. I really loved that look on her. She's actually a beautiful, beautiful girl. Yeah. Um, I loved that look for her and she's already dyed her hair back, but I just loved her little. And even then at the Met, she had her old Hollywood moment and I just... I don't know. I thought that it wasn't what probably any of us expected her mm. from going this really grungy look to this really feminine mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe esque hair. I just thought, like, again, like that's a risk and it was cool and it was just totally different. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just, oh, I know, let's now just diet. Like, I don't know. It was just. I had a lot of time for it and I feel like it there were so many people emulating her with her like acid green hair 
and her grungy look that I think it maybe made people sort of be like, hang on, I can't just keep imitating Billie Eilish. Yeah. I feel like I stopped seeing people imitate her as much. Yeah, like Um, people had to move on. Because she was moving on. She was doing something. It's like when Biebs dropped his like squishy hair. Yeah. Like, and how many like guys probably had that haircut for a Mm. while. It was that sort of a thing of like, we have to move on from this at some point. Yeah. Um, And I think she just, she just did it really well with her like controlling that narrative. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I just think that Vogue cover was huge. I thought the Vogue cover was beautiful. I, I loved it and I love the images of her. I think that I don't know if this was the intention but I think it was probably a good message to put out there is the way she dressed before and presented herself is like like an older teenager someone who was a kid essentially a popular kid a cool kid you know someone Mm. who's grunge and interesting and talented but then with that whole look revamp she was womanly it was like oh Billie Eilish is like a grown woman, you know, <laughs> and it would it like forced us to see her in a different way. I don't know her age. I'm not. I think she's in her early twenties. Just turned twenty, I think. She just turned twenty. Oh Jesus! Well, then that like makes sense, doesn't it? Like, yeah, her being nineteen, and also it's so, it's so. You have to think of it in a way that she's incredibly rich. She's probably achieved far more than like most adults will ever do in their lifetime and um it's like you want to be seen in a different way after a while isn't it yeah and I think it came it came after like earlier in the year if not like last year when that ridiculous meme of like she wore a vest top and like she got accused of having like that mum bod who's like oh like like on the on the wine or whatever it was Mm. and it's probably like yeah okay my body isn't like this tiny figure I've got boobs I've got a shape but like actually I hide it so that you don't criticize you don't criticize me Mm. but like this is what's underneath it yeah and like I think it's a really empowering statement of like what are you going to talk about now Um. Because actually she still dresses in like a lot of baggy clothes afterwards. That's obviously what she, like her style is and she's comfortable in. But I think like that's what like it's a very good way to control a bit of the narrative of like a bit of a like fuck you. This is yeah. my body. Let me take sure. it back. For sure. Um, yeah. Um, I have another one and that has to be the return of like fashion series. We have Emily mm. in Paris. We have um, the Sex in the City reboot. Um, we we spoke about these like last week, but just in general, it's like fashion focused, dramatized series, and that was quite yeah. a big year for fashion. It's a big year for fashion, especially after like we'd sort of been lacking it in our own lives. And whether it was intentional by like the likes of Netflix to have these fashion focused shows, it showed us the things we'd actually been craving. We hadn't had those dressed up moments. We hadn't had that. And like Bridgerton, all of that stuff, like it really, we really looked at the clothes, like for sure. 
Mm, yeah. Like, I can't, like, no one watches The Crown and is like, I want to dress like that. <laughs> so how, like, Bridgerton, maybe because it felt quite, like, modern and sexy. Yeah. But, I like... And we all wanted the Duke in our life. Mm. Um, maybe it was that, but like the amount of people who were trying to buy those sort of um, shaped dresses. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just like, we had a real fashion moment and a fashion revival that I don't feel like we've had for a really long time on TV shows. Yeah. Where the fashion is almost like as important or became as important as the content. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think now with fashion, there being very little rules to styling and fashion and trends are just not really a thing anymore. Mm. It really opens up people's um, ability to watch like things like Bridgerton and draw inspiration from that and wear that. If that's your thing, the kids, the youth are going to just like be making their own you know back to tiktok they're out there making their own corsets and wearing it like out to the club which we weren't doing sort of thing so yeah it's just a lot of inspiration that people are drawing from all kinds of shows not just fashion specific ones that's so true well that was actually my last one as well oh cool um I've just got one last one. It's a really quick one, but I think we have to mention it. And that is Balenciaga returning to Haute Couture. Yes. I mean, you know, yeah. in, a, in a time when... Um, I mean, of is Kim, it- has Kim Kardashian paid for it? She <laughs> sure is wearing half of it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, but I think it's, you know, Haute Couture is uh, just... It doesn't have to make sense. It's just for a designer to flex their like designing muscles and be like, this is what I can achieve. This is what I can create out of all the things in the world. This is what I want to make for no other reason, just for for the love of the art of it. Mm. Um, And I think for Balenciaga, which had cemented itself as like a seen as a streetwear brand Mm. or at least very like hype driven you know they're just gonna make stuff that's like a t-shirt and like charge 800 pounds for it for no reason um they actually kind of did a 360 and was like you know what we can actually make something way more elevated stoppers yeah um and I just thought that was great I, I think that's that's a great fashion moment for the year for sure and actually whilst you were just talking about that totally unrelated I thought of another one of like we got the grunge couple like um aesthetic with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox and then of course Travis Barker and Courtney Kardashian and like I think like these have these people have been everywhere We've been watching this because I think it's not only that like Megan and Courtney have like channeled their inner goth, like whatever it is that got more like that more rebel style Mm -hmm. to match like their boyfriends. But I think people have been excited about it because not all of us want to dress twee. Yeah. And I think it's been actually a long time coming 
just for like you to almost like bounce off of your other partner or like we all loved the couple moments of the 90s it's very Bonnie and Clyde though isn't it it's got that kind of sentiment like my ride will die like we're matching it's a whole joint vibe like my like a hot like yeah that and it's very much like the girls take on this male aesthetic Mm-hmm. like their persona they channel it through their like clothing and everything and probably change the way they m- listen to music what nail polish they wear mm-hmm. but I think I don't know I think it's something that like everyone's really appreciated seeing I think actually it it really I mean Megan Fox has got like the most unrealistic <laughs> like figure in the world oh, but it yeah. suits her um it really suits Courtney Mm-hmm. Um, and like I feel like we might see more co- couples like that like more yeah. maybe quote-unquote unusual pairings yeah um, I've really enjoyed it but like that are like but obviously that aren't unusual because it obviously works but like maybe Courtney always was a bit like this mm-hmm. but just never showed it like who knows yeah um so yeah, a little like gothic couples. Mm-hmm. I thought that I really do like the pairings from like an aesthetic perspective. Um, I don't know, but it almost makes me think of like the trends and things people were wearing when we were growing up. Mm. We didn't look like that. They look much better. Like, oh, I was. I don't like, want to make. Just, out I like, dressed like, very like gothic emo at times yeah Yeah, but I didn't look that cool for sure (laughs) I looked like tragic but I don't know it was just like a style that I didn't know was gonna come back because as you said like the the vibe now is completely different it's a lot more polished it's not like grunge at all um but yeah, I was just like, oh, didn't know this was the moment that I needed, but no. it's here and I love it. I think that's the thing. I think it was like, no one kind of saw it coming, but everyone's welcomed it. And I have a question for you. Mm. Do we think Kim's going to start dressing like Pete Davidson? Oh, I don't even <laughs> think that's a thing. I don't even think that's a real thing. How but does he no. even dress? <laughs> no, because you know what? Like, remember, Kim Kardashian was the one who said, Would you put a bumper sticker on a Bentley? Do you remember that? When she was talking about tattoos. Yeah. She's not that sort of woman. She doesn't even drink alcohol, as far as I remember. Oh, I think she does now. Does she? Yeah, I thought, little, like, she like, does, a does a little bit. Like, like a like a sip. Yeah, I don't think she's like she the most to, like, outgoing. parties yeah. and stuff. But I don't think she's not really about that, like. So you don't think she's, like, currently smoking with Pete? Nah. Don't think she's doing any of that. No. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, Well, let's see if we see more couples of, like, the matching their persona. Yeah. Their couple persona in fashion. Also, I'm I'm tired of, like, uh, lots of couples pretending that, like, they're the, like, perfect couple. Mm. You know what I mean? I think people are <sighs> over that as well. Yeah, tell us about your arguments, please. Like, we, <laughs> we all know what real life is. Stop pretending. Yeah. For sure. So, that was the end of our end of year episode. Mm. Um, it was a good recap, actually. I think we've had a good year for fashion. Um, yeah, it's better than, like... But then I thought it would be when I first started like looking back over the year. 
Mm-hmm. And there's probably been there's been so many other moments, to be honest, yeah, um, that we haven't mentioned in this episode. So to the listeners, let us know what we missed, what you would consider to be the biggest moment of this year, or the worst moment as well. We did like we stuck to good ones. We didn't talk about the worst ones. We need some positivity. positivity yeah it's true um but yeah definitely let us know like if we've missed what your favorite moment of the year was yeah well thanks for listening guys i've been mim and i'll be scarlet and we'll see you next year (laughs) ciao bellas bye bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.